Have you realized yet that your purpose in life is constantly evolving? The thing is, it can only evolve, grow, and expand to the extent you're willing to do the work to heal. That's why I've created a transformative half-day virtual event designed for purpose chasers who want to integrate their authentic selves in every aspect of their life. Together, we're going to co-create conversations around reflecting on current patterns, amplifying your genuine desires, prioritizing fulfillment over the facade of what you should do, and we'll talk about achieving actual tangible results. I believe our work together will have a profound impact on your life as we break you out of autopilot, scale your potential, and set you up to attract everything you say you desire. Plus, this space will be an enjoyable and supportive environment for new connections with like-hearted purpose chasers from all over the world. Together, we will laugh, dance, and maybe cry, but we'll be doing the work together. If this speaks to your soul and you want to detox and release what's no longer serving you so you can live fully in the pillars of redefining wealth, tickets are currently complimentary for this half day of coaching, training, and co-creating a new blueprint for your heart's desires directly with me. So grab your ticket today at patricewashington.com slash soul detox. That's patricewashington.com slash soul detox. Really, once you are determined, once you've made your mind that I'm going to get from this point to that point, and I don't care what I got to jump over, crawl under to get there, I'm going to get there. When you have that mindset, you're going to get there. It may not get there as fast as you thought you would, but you will get there. You are listening to the Redefining Wealth podcast with Patrice Washington. In today's episode, I sit down with social media phenom and the founder of Women by Choice, Andromeda Rahim. She says that when women support women, we all win. Hey there, this is Patrice Washington from patricewashington.com, where we chase purpose, not money. Super excited to be back for another installment of Redefining Wealth. If you are new to our community, you will notice very quickly that we are not your typical personal finance show. Although we talk about wealth building, we believe that wealth is more than money and material possessions. It's also about well-being. And so we love to talk about all the other areas of life where we really want to be better and do better and show up in our best light so that when we get to the wealth we desire, we can actually keep it. As you know, a lot of us have talents and gifts and skills that will take us to celebrated places that unfortunately our character will not sustain. And so I think this one is going to be a good one. The Anatomy of a Winner with Andromeda Rahim is all about looking at How do we build the character, especially for women? Because I don't know about you, but I've had many times in my life where, unfortunately, I was just not well-received by other women, not because I did something in particular, more so because they probably have had some experiences with other women and it just shuts them down. And it's been so tempting in my life over the years to kind of take the same route and say, you know what? It's just too much. (laughs) Dealing with women is too much. It can be very difficult. And I've had some very specific betrayals in particular with people who pretended to be my friend only to do other things that were just not cool by any stretch of the imagination. And it almost makes you want to give up on those types of friendships. But you know here that one of our six pillars is the people pillar. It's about creating relationships that matter 
And as much as I've been through, I still cannot bring myself to not pursue powerful relationships with women. I mean, you guys have seen this time and time again. When you listen to the podcast, you always hear the women say, or, or you hear me say that these are my real friends, Brandy Harvey, Sherry Riley, Sharia Jackson, Lynn Talbert. These are women that I really get to do life with. And even those that I don't talk to every day, when I do see them, it's all love, like Egypt Sherrod or Latham Thomas. I mean, phenomenal women, lovey. When I see them, it's all love. And I, I really hate the fact that so many of us have been turned off of relationships with other women because one woman spoiled it all. And so I wanted to bring Andromeda to kind of talk to that space because she's basically built a career around bringing women together. And a lot of times having those difficult conversations and working through getting comfortable with the uncomfortable. And so without further ado, Andromeda Rahim is a powerhouse who has dedicated her life and career to empowering and uniting women. In May 2014, after experiencing years of negative interactions with women, Andromeda decided to turn her pain into power and do her part to create a space for positive women to connect and collaborate by founding Women by Choice, a global network that encourages support and sisterhood among women. As an empowerment coach, girl power advocate, author of She Wins, The Ultimate Guide for Women to Gain a Winning Mindset and Lead a Winning Lifestyle, and motivational speaker, Andromeda hosts and speaks at events around the world for the purpose of empowering women to manifest the life they deserve and live up to their potential. Without further ado, here's my new girlfriend, Andromeda Rahim. Welcome to the Redefining Wealth Podcast, Andromeda. Hey, girl. Hey, I am excited to be here. I am so excited to have you. I mean, you sent me your book, She Wins, and I have to confess, I read it like at the kitchen table, I don't know, maybe an hour, hour and a half. And, and I'm not going to lie, I kind of zoned out and wasn't even paying attention to my family. I was so busy reading and saying, yes, yes, and underlining. So I just knew I had to have you on the show. So thank you for saying yes. Thank you for having me and thank you for reading. So I know we've been connected on Instagram for quite some time. I want to say at least a few years. And if I remember correctly, your mom is actually who introduced you to me. How did that work? Yes, <laughs> she actually gave me your book. I want to say it was in 2014. Real Money Answers. It's the one that says how to win with or without a man. That's all I remember in that title. (laughs) Yes, the original. I remember because my husband gave me a little side eye when I got it. Like, what's your mom trying to say? (laughs) I'm like, no, she's not trying to kick you to the curb. (laughs) She's just... Don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) She's just giving me a good book to read. But yes, since then... I have just, you know, been following you, adoring you, watching you continuously grow. And it's been exciting. I mean, the same here. I've watched your Instagram page, uh, Women by Choice, like take off and it has grown considerably. I really try to unfollow (laughs) quite frequently pages. You know, you get caught up in following because someone had one good post and then you Mm -hmm. realize "Mm, they're inconsistent. That was 
that was hit or miss. That wasn't who they really are. Um, But what you've been growing with your Instagram feed is always positive. It's always about women supporting women. It's always encouraging. It's always uplifting. And that's the type of feed that I want when I get on social media. Those are the only things that I want to see. And so watching you grow this platform over the last couple of years, it's funny how you admire people from a distance, but you're always kind of secretly rooting for them too. Like, come on, girl. (laughs) And when I did notice that you wrote a book, I don't know where I had been, but I was like, what? Wait a minute. How do I not have this book yet? And so I really want, and and I don't know if you know this, in my community, like in my private Facebook group, I call everyone winner. I I, I love it. It's, yeah, I've been doing that for years. I call everyone a winner. And so when I saw the title, She Wins, And then got to really go through the book and look at how you just really break down winning in so many different areas of our life. I thought I would title this episode, The Anatomy of a Winner, because you do a good job of breaking down who a winner is from the mental aspect all the way through just, you know, it's not just how we think, but it's also just how we live, how we interact and how it, it intercedes with our faith and everything. And that's so much of what we talk about at Redefining Wealth. So I'm excited. Tell your mom, thank you. She didn't know what she was doing, but she connected us. And I'm grateful. I think at the time you may have told me she saw or heard me on the Steve Harvey show or something. So she did. Yeah. You just, you never know. You never know. But tell her, uh, thank you so much. I really, I have so much that I pulled out of the book for a short book. That's such a quick read. This is jam packed. I'm holding it in my hands to my heart right now. Like, <laughs> It is jam-packed with so much wisdom. So I have to ask you first, where did you get all this wisdom? (laughs) You look 12, so. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know you are the second person that has said that to me this year? (laughs) Um, Life experiences. I totally believe that I have had to experience certain things in my life to prepare me for my purpose and the mission that I have to break down barriers and bring women together. You know, I, I have exper- experienced a lot of things that I thought that I never would experience, things that really just set me back, had me confused, had me feeling like God was punishing me. I mean, I've been through a lot of things in life, but I have now since embraced that I have to go through certain things because of my purpose, because of the women that I serve. And I remember some time ago, when you and I talked and you were telling me about how, you know, you went through that trial in your life where you lost everything and that helped you to become more relatable to the people that you serve. I just totally remember you saying that. So now when I, when I would go through things, I would remember you saying that and just other people who would say things like that. But it's just, it's like a badge of honor, you know, that I've been through those things and I've survived it. And now I have a testimony that I can share with other women to inspire and encourage them out of their trials and struggles. Yeah. Yeah. It's we, what we say here with the faith pillar in particular is that we recognize that things are not happening to us. Many times they're happening for us. Yes. And we just wouldn't be who we are. That's why I tell women all the time, you cannot be ashamed of your story. It doesn't Mm -hmm. matter what it is. It doesn't matter what happened, who did what. It's like the story is what it is. And when you are able to look for the lessons in the story, and the blessings, like, man, it's so rich. Because then you see you're blessed to be a blessing. You didn't go through it just for yourself. 
Right. Absolutely. I always say that women have the power to be the light at the end of each other's tunnels. Like our testimonies mm-hmm. are not for us. They are totally meant for us to share, to inspire somebody else because we're never, I mean, anything we go through, somebody else in this world is going through it or is going to go through it. We're never. Right. I love that. Women are the light at the end of each other's tunnels. Mm, that's good. I love in the open letter that you do in the beginning of the book, you say, there was a time in my life when I built a wall around my heart to keep all females out because I was tired of the drama, the cattiness, betrayal, and lack of support. Girl, Mm -hmm. that hit me because I have definitely been through different times in my life when I was betrayed by women in particular. And it's so easy to fall into that space of being one of those women who are like, I don't do women, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because yep. we've all been through something that would make you say, I don't do women. But it's like, at the end of the day, I've been through things with men. So do I not do men now? I've been right. through things with dogs. Do I not do dogs now? <laughs> like, like <laughs> right. at what point do you cut it off? So how did you come to start this thriving Instagram page dedicated to women when you started at a place when you had built a wall around your heart? How did that change? So honestly, when I started Women by Choice, Women by Choice was a blog and it really wasn't about women empowerment yet. So that's why when I say my, like my purpose, everything that I've done with my choice has totally been purpose driven. So Women by Choice started because I looked in the mirror one day, I was 28 years old. I'll never forget it. I was driving home from work and I just got this overwhelming feeling and tears started to stream down my face. And by the time I got home, I was just looking in the mirror and it just came to me like, you have the choice to change your circumstances. So I was like just making really bad decisions. I was in a space like around people I didn't really care for, doing things I really knew better not to do. And so this was like the defining moment in my life where I just was like, I have a choice. Like I, I don't have to be unhappy. I don't have to be uncomfortable. I don't have to be miserable. I'm feeling this way because I'm choosing to do things that are not in alignment with who I am and what I'm supposed to do. So I made that choice that day, like something has to change and it has to change now, starting with me. From there, I started to like really delve into trying to figure out what my purpose was. And a Sunday morning, not too long after that, I was just talking to my sister about all the different things that I'm passionate about and that come naturally to me. And writing has always been that thing that I've always loved to do. So I said, I'm going to write a book. That was in 2014. I started a blog to kind of get my juices flowing to see what I would want to write about. And initially I started to just talk about just my story, like my journey into becoming a woman. So that's where the name Women by Choice came from. Like I thought I was grown at 18 years old, not so much. (laughs) And then, you know, I realized that being a woman is more than just turning 18. Like it's, it's more than that. You have to make yourself accountable for your own success, responsible for your own happiness. And so I just share like a lot of the mistakes I made and things like that. And then, so, you know, I'm still writing and trying to figure out what I'm going to talk, what am I going to talk about now? And the thing that has always burdened me, like really just bothered me was the relationships that I've had with women. I just never, I've always wanted to have really great, awesome relationships with females, but never really quite got those friends who I felt like were on the same page as me. I just started to share like those stories about the betrayal, like, you know, from the girl who was my friend for friend, quote unquote friend for two years, who eventually tried to steal my boyfriend too. I am definitely guilty of it as well in the past. Like, you know, being quick to cut each other off, 
not being willing to have, you know, sit down and have a real conversation, be open and honest, things like that. So I shared just my journey, my stories about things that I could have done better in those situations, things that I felt that other women could have done better in those situations. And that's how I really came to that just understanding that like we all have a choice. So it was just first me start understanding that I had a choice and I had a responsibility in these relationships just as well as these other women did. And then understanding that I realized I had to make a shift. I had to make a change within myself for me to actually attract the kind of women who I feel like I want to be, you know, I want to be friends with. I can't have a negative mindset. I can't feel like, you know, I'm looking for the negative in all women, but meanwhile, I want to attract women who are going to be open, honest, and genuine. That's not going to work. So I had to get myself in alignment with that and just understanding too, like I said, it's a choice. We all have a choice. And I wanted to, I wanted women to understand that we can work and win together. Like we all feel a lot of the same things, Mm -hmm. but we don't, we don't have the same compassion for each other. That's, that's the issue. Like we don't have the same Mm -hmm. understanding. We want people to understand us and have compassion for us, but we don't have the same compassion understanding for other women. That's how I kind of got in that space. (laughs) Yeah. I love that you said that because I actually put on Instagram one day, this is months ago where I was talking about the fact that women in particular, like we're so quick to judge someone else who's in the middle of their test, but then we want people to be happy for our testimony. It's like that person is going to have a testimony. You know, like when you were in the midst of your stuff, you didn't want to be judged, but now you're judging other people who are in a similar situation that you were in. Maybe circumstances might be a little different, but the root of the hurt or the pain or whatever that's causing someone to act out in a certain way Like Mm -hmm. all of that stuff is the same. And I love that you say in the book that you chose to stop punishing all women and yourself for the few that disappointed you. Absolutely. It's so so necessary. It's just so necessary. And even then, like having that forgiveness for the people who did hurt me, like you said, we all are growing. Like I was a young, I was younger at that point when people were doing those things to me. Like, and I accept that those women may have grown since then. I hope they have, you know, so I forgive them for they have right (laughs) I forgive them for their immaturity you know I was immature too I've I've cut people off and didn't want to have conversations and you know I've I've been guilty of the same thing so I just think that it is so important for us to just look you know before you act or react towards another woman like put yourself in her shoes for a second and just Mm -hmm. see like how your response would feel to you (laughs) and if you wouldn't like it don't do it You know, I have this thing where I always say, I want to leave people with their dignity intact. Even when I have to say something that's difficult or have an uncomfortable conversation, I have learned to be okay with confrontation. You know, some people will run from confrontation or they don't, they don't close things. They don't have any closure because there's no conversation at the end. Folks just stop talking and everybody walks away. And now if I see you in the streets, it's awkward. No, if I see you in the streets, it's all love because I have closure. I'm going to tell you (laughs) what I feel or how, you know, what my perception was of how you made me feel or any of those things. I don't have a problem with finishing, like Mm -hmm. just be a finisher. And even when it doesn't feel good, I'm like, you can untie relationships without burning bridges. Like you don't have to cut it all the way off. But you have to learn how to just be comfortable having uncomfortable conversations. And I tell you, Andromeda, I have met more 40 plus year old women in the last few years who do not know how to end things. I'm like, I'm baffled, but (laughs) it still does not make me feel like I don't like women. Like, no, that's a, I feel like that's a trick. 
from the enemy to get us divided. Because when we mm-hmm. come together, we are so powerful. And yeah. the more of us who can stay solo, the better. If you feel like you're on an island by yourself, you're not going to accomplish as much as you could coming together with other women. I don't care that's, what you say. That's the truth. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I love that the book is kind of broken down into these five sections. So I want to go through a section by section and kind of have you just give us an overview okay. of what these kind of represent. And the first um, section of the book is about, is called Think Like a Winner. Mm-hmm. Think Like a Winner. So why did you feel like you needed to start with that? Because mindset is everything. <laughs> A mindset shift can shift your entire life. Everything that we do or don't do in life begins with our mind, what we're thinking, what we're telling ourselves. If we can get our mind straight, everything else in life will fall in line. So that's the the first thing. Like I can't tell you, I can tell you how to make a million dollars, but if you're if you're skeptical, if you don't believe in yourself, if you don't think it's possible for you, you'll never even take the advice. Yeah. It's so important that like we have positive mindsets, we believe in ourselves, we believe that we can do things, that we're talking to ourselves positively, we're reminding ourselves that we're capable, that we're just always striving to learn more. I love that you say seek wisdom, like always mm-hmm. have it in your, be a lifelong learner, but just, just understand that your mind, like knowledge is power, the mind's a terrible thing to waste, all those things. Your mind mm-hmm. is everything. So that had to be the beginning of the book because like I said, if I didn't, if I didn't start off with mindset, I just feel like everything else might've went on falling on deaf ears. Yeah. That's exactly how I start my personal finance books. Like like the whole first section is about your mindset, your behavior, your attitude, because I can teach you anything about budgeting or credit or debt, but if you don't have the mind to receive it, what good is it? And I love that you say your thoughts have the power to give you peace or cause you to be immersed in chaos. Girl, like that chaos will keep you from doing the stuff you already know to do. I always tell people, you don't need to take another class. You may not need another degree. You need a clear mind so you Mm -hmm. can take action on the stuff you already know. Absolutely. Absolutely. The (laughs) other part I really liked is you said, once you make up your mind to win, winning becomes the only option. Plan A is to win and plan B is to refer to plan A. Girl was like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) It's a choice because... You know, in life, we will face obstacles. We will experience challenges. It's going to come. It's inevitable. Growth is painful. But really, once you are determined, once you've made your mind that I'm going to get from this point to that point, and I don't care what I got to jump over, crawl under to get there, I'm going to get there. Like, ain't no mountain high enough. <laughs> when you have that mindset, you're going to get there. It may not, you may not get there as fast as you thought you would, but you will get there. Yeah, I love that. Okay, moving on. Section number two is called work and win. What is that about? Oh, goodness. Okay, so (laughs) I think this one is definitely relevant to, you know, this generation being in 2018 with social media. A lot of people think that things are easier to accomplish than they are, that they should, they are entitled to something they haven't yet worked for, that they can just, you know, throw a couple of pictures out there and people are going to buy into their brand. And so I just really wanted people to understand that there is work that is required to win. You cannot just pray about it. You cannot just wish for it. You have to be willing to put in the work. 
you know, some of those things include, you know, not procrastinating and making sure that you are being consistent, putting forth the necessary effort to get there. Like there is no effort is priceless. You may not be able to see the results of what you're doing right now, but if you're planting seeds, they're going to blossom. So it's just really just understanding that like the work is necessary. You're, there are no shortcuts. You're not going to be able to get around the work. You have to put in the work. If you want to lose weight, you're going to have to go to the gym. If you want to, you know, make a certain amount of money or save a certain amount of money, you're going to have to put forth, you know, implement the strategies, execute the work that needs to be done in order to get where you're trying to go. You cannot skip it. (laughs) Yeah, you can't. I read in the book, you said procrastinators, favorite saying, I work well under pressure. And Mm -hmm. it's like, why do you do that to yourself? Like we talk a lot about here at the Fit Pillars, our first pillar for wealth. And I'm always talking about your physical and mental fitness. And the mm-hmm. mental anguish and physical stress we put our bodies under because we won't plan and prepare for greatness. Like, I want to be great. I can't rush and record the podcast Wednesday night or Thursday, you know, release mm-hmm. because then my output is going to not be as great as it can be. And I'm always curious about people who say I work well under pressure. I mean, you you might get it done but is it great? Is mm-hmm. it the best representation of you? And what stress did you have to put yourself under to do that? Like, why? Absolutely. absolutely. Look, I'm guilty. I can tell you that used to be <laughs> procrastination used to be my thing. I remember like I would have to do a 10 page paper for college and I would wait until the nights before, not the afternoon or even the morning, the nights before. And I would still get an A, but it yeah. was stressful. It was stressful. And again, it's like, you constantly have that thing in your mind that you have to remember to do. Like, so even though I wasn't doing it, I still had it in the back of my mind. So I was never completely comfortable in right. my space, in my own head, because I know I got this 10 page paper to write. So it's Moving just like, if you, over you, right? exactly. If you can do it now, just do it. Um, I tell my husband all the time, like he, when he says tomorrow, it makes me cringe. Like if, <laughs> if you can do it today, do it now. Tomorrow's not promised. And you don't ever know what's going to happen tomorrow that's going to not be able to allow you to do what you planned on doing. You know, things change every day. You can do it today. Do it today. Girl, don't get me started on my husband because (laughs) with work stuff, he's great. But whenever he has a trip out of town, like I start packing for a trip three, four days in advance minimum. Right. Mm -hmm. Just kind of laying out what I know I want to wear, putting it on the, on a separate clothes rack and taking out shoes, changing my mind, checking the weather and then deciding that's not going to work. I do all of that. My husband, we will come in, let's say from a date night, girl. And I'm like, let's go ahead and knock out your, your packing. Cause you leave tomorrow at 11. This dude will be like, let me take a nap. <laughs> girl. I'm like, I'm not waking up with you at 4am to pack when we no. can do it now and sleep peacefully. Right. And I used to play with him and do it, but girl, I don't do it anymore. He got, let me tell you that first time he missed a flight messing around packing. He's like, okay, you have mm-hmm. a point. <laughs> yeah, point. I'm like, dude, I want to do things with grace and ease. Mm-hmm. I do not like to be stressed unnecessarily. We already live in a society that is trying to stress us out mentally. The media will have you mentally fatigued. And then mm-hmm. if you're adding additional pressure, like that's no way to live. And it's also blocking your wealth. Cause why, like you said, you got it done, but you also could have made space to do other things. You know what I'm saying? That really served you or just have a moment for self-care or whatever. Yep. So that's a that's really, really good. And I love you said she doesn't get what she wants because she wishes and waits. She gets what she wants because she works and prays. 
Yes, That's yes. Good. Okay. <laughs> Section three is all about winning without competing. Now, what made it necessary to have this as a section by itself? Girl, <laughs> it is so important because it's a mindset thing again. So just understanding that your success in life is based on you and you alone. We see the means about, you know, my only competition is me, you versus you. Like, yes, that is the truth. There is no one else that can stop your progress. You, it's totally up to you. When you're in that a mindset, if you're constantly looking at what the next person is doing and how you can one-up them, you are you're stealing your own energy. You're stealing your own time. You're not allowing yourself to grow into who you are meant to grow into. And I totally believe that every single person on this earth has a purpose. And sometimes our purposes are similar. Sometimes we, you know, we're moving in the same directions, but what's for me is for me. I will never get what's meant for someone else. And if I do happen to take it, I'm not going to keep it. It's just understanding that like, get in this mind frame of stop trying to impress other people or stop trying to you know, one up somebody else, just focus on you. That is the best thing that you could ever, ever, ever do for yourself is to understand that like the actions you put forth every day, the seeds you sow every day, that's on you. If you're always got you, always got your eyes on somebody else and you're not putting in the work for yourself, you're not going to get anywhere. Yeah. I did an episode on the power of no comparison Mm -hmm. and it just talks about how in different areas of my life, I just refuse to compete. Even like with my health and fitness goals, one of my girls is a beast in the gym. Like she is amazing. Right. Mm -hmm. And when I go work out with her, no, ma'am, I'm not about to try to kill myself though. Like I'm doing, I'm definitely stretching myself, but this is about me being my better self, my best right. self. This is not about me competing with you because I don't know your background and your history and everything that goes into being you. So why would I try to compete with a lot of character that's invisible? Like people exactly. think they're competing with an Instagram profile. No, you don't know the character and the grind and the hustle and the experience and the mindset and the rituals and the habits and the relationships that are behind that. You're Mm -hmm. trying to compete with something that is so surface and you losing in the process. Like that's not a win. (laughs) Yep. It's it's like apples and oranges. I say, I do say in the book, like, no, I could never compare myself to no one, anyone else or compete with anybody else because no one has started their life at the same time as I did and experienced the same obstacles and challenges that I have. Like there's no way to compare yourself or compete with someone else based on that because we're all on different levels of our lives. We're all dealing with things in the background that other people may not be dealing with. Like a woman who has, who's a single mom, who's working a job and has a business and, you know, has other things going on in her life. She can't compare with me to being a wife with a husband who is very supportive and I don't have any children yet. Like I move differently. We cannot compare ourselves to each other. The way I can move is not the way she'll be able to move. She has to think about some other things. She has different considerations. Yeah. Right. And it doesn't mean that you won't get to the same places. It just means that your journey is different. The journey is unique to each of us. And instead of trying to like jump in someone else's lane and think that you should have whatever life or business or success or love or whatever they have, it's just, it's not even worth it. Like when you can be working on yourself, and maximizing whatever opportunities come to you. Um, The thing that really challenges me with social media, and I know your whole platform is social media based primarily. And so 
it, it's really, you talk about it in the book. It's this, this, this notion of trying to convince other people that your life is good, mm-hmm. right? Like that, that's where the, the real competition is like, no, look at my vacation. No, look at my purse. No, mm-hmm. look at the interior of my car, you know, like mm-hmm. feel this, like, even though you don't know exactly who they're trying to one up, it mm-hmm. kind of comes across in the way some people market or promote. And I just kind of feel, and I want to get your thoughts on this. My feeling is that, is that if you're truly living a good life, it'll just be obvious. Mm-hmm. Like it is not about you having to say it every two seconds or you having to flash every material thing that you can. It's just because I'm not in competition with anyone. I personally just don't feel the need to do that. Like I, I just... And I know that I have nice things and, and some of the nicer things. And I just don't feel the need to do that. What do you feel about how social media has kind of created that, that space that even grown women, I'm talking 40s and 50s and up, feel like they have to compete or show everything they have to be relevant? If there's one thing that I dislike about social media, it's that. I I love social media for the fact that it does allow people to connect. Like I have been afforded amazing opportunities because of social media, but I am not blind to the fact of the negative mental impact it has on people. It bothers me. And I don't really know exactly the solution to it, except to just encourage women to be more empowered and confident in themselves. But I feel it too. I, I, I feel it and I see it as well. Like you said, I mean, I just think that people, when it comes to social media, it needs to not be so much of a place to, for me to like show off, but just you're sharing. Like if this is what's going on in your life and you just want to share it and show it to people, cool. But what happens is when you're seeking validation from social media, then that means social media is controlling your self-esteem on a day-to-day basis. Mm. So even on the simple fact of like, you know, we know Instagram changes all the time. The algorithm changes all the time. I remember a girl telling me at an event that if she posts a picture and it doesn't get a certain amount of likes, she deletes it. And I'm like, what is that doing to your self-esteem? Like, so you're not good enough because people on social media didn't like the picture, but you like the picture. It's unfortunate that it's come to that. But I just want people to think about this. This is one thing I would say. People think that people care way too much than they, way more than they do. I'll put it like that. (laughs) So, I mean, if you're spending your whole entire vacation getting pictures for you to post on social media and you're not enjoying your vacation, just understand you had an entire vacation, let's say a week-long vacation, and you missed out on it because you wanted to get three seconds of somebody looking at it and deciding whether it was life-worthy or not. Like, that is just not worth it at all. People should not be deciding for you whether your life is enjoyable or your life looks good enough. Like that should not be your reasoning. And people don't care. Like truly, they might see your picture and say, she looks pretty or that looks nice, but nobody is really sitting there mulling over your life. Right. So just keep that in mind. Like they're scrolling and they're going to keep scrolling and nobody's feeling any kind of way. Like, so just, just live, (laughs) live and not, not worry so much about that. Just live and don't make your life about competition because yeah. it's honestly not that serious, right? Not that piece. So the next section is faith and works equals winning. And I love this. We have a faith pillar here. And I kicked mm-hmm. off the podcast with my buddy, Devon Franklin, and mm-hmm. his episode is called Prayers Aren't Enough to Succeed. 
So mm-hmm. I loved your faith component because you say she wins because she prepares for what she prays for. Mm-hmm. Prepares is the operative <laughs> word. So let's talk about that. Yes. Faith is everything. I don't think that I would have been able to do the things that I've done if I did not have faith. I don't think that there's anybody. I mean, if you think about people who have been trailblazers and have come up with new inventions and done things that, you know, nobody else has done, they had to have had faith because they didn't have anything else to reference. (laughs) They had to just believe that it would happen. Um, And so faith is a big thing for me, because like I said, in life, we're going to experience obstacles and challenges and, and trials and things that try to discourage us from moving in our purpose, discourage us from growing and becoming better women. So faith is like that has to be part of your process when things get dark, when things get gloomy, when, you know, you feel like you can't go on anymore. Faith has to step in. Faith has to, you know, come before your fears because That is the one thing that will keep you going when you think that you can't go anymore. Even just being able to look back on all the times before that you thought you couldn't get out of that hole you fell in, but you did. Like that is just, you have to remind yourself sometimes like, okay, like I'm going to be all right. (laughs) I got through it before I'll get through this, this time. But faith, like I said, faith is, is huge for me. I could not do the things that I do without faith. I am, I think every single day I have to make some choices based on faith because <laughs> I don't always yeah. know how it's going to work out from the events I host and things like that. Like I, you know, I hope the event's going to have a good turnout, but I don't know for sure, but I have to move forward with it and have faith that it is going to work out. So faith, you, you have to have works. You can't, you got to move your feet. You can't just pray about it. You have to mm-hmm. actually put forth the work, but having faith after the work is done because like like I said before a lot of people do things and expect results right away and sometimes you'll mess yourself up because you didn't have enough faith you gave up prematurely because you didn't have enough faith you didn't have any idea what was going on in the background but you chose to quit right before your breakthrough and so that's why I think that faith is just so necessary I heard someone say to me before like you don't sow and reap in the same season right you have to be willing to, to put those seeds down, put them in the ground, and then wait for them to come up and harvest and trust that while, even though you can't see it, they're blooming, they're coming up. So and that's, yeah, faith that's is important. real faith, right? Because my pastor says, when you have the seeds in your hand, why people hold on to what they do have so tightly is because they want to have something they can see. Mm-hmm. But faith requires you to release the seeds, plant them, you don't have a harvest yet. And you also don't know what the heck is going on under the ground. Like you can't see it. You can't spot it. It takes a while. And so that's where the faith comes in is just trusting again, that those seeds that you've planted, there is work going on under the soil. Mm -hmm. Like there is stuff going on, even when you can't see it. And so when you give up and walk away prematurely and sell your farm and then get mad the next season, when someone else, you know, is basically reaping your harvest, you walked away. Yeah. You know, you walked away. In the book, you say, get on your knees and pray, then get on your feet and work. Mm. Yes. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Get on your knees and pray, and then get on your feet and work. So in the faith pillar, I talk a lot about having a sacred space and having a place where I can just go be quiet and meditate and pray and just work on me, be silent and still. Cause I feel like my divine downloads come in those moments. In those times is when I hear kind of direction, that still small voice that kind of tells me yay or nay on some mm-hmm. of the things that I'm considering. 
Um, how do you incorporate faith in your life on a regular basis? Girl, I talk to God every day, <laughs> like every day from, you know, when I wake up in the morning, I do, I have a, I have a second bedroom in my house, which I'm turning into my office space. Um, but this is my space where I have been using to come in here and have, you know, have my quiet time to talk to God, to really just, you know, have a conversation. It's very, very open conversation that I have. I talk about the things that are going on in my life, the things that I want to see happen. I share my gratitude. Sometimes I just don't, you know, don't ask God for anything. I just go over all the different things that I'm just so grateful for that are happening in my life. It's important for me. Like, you know, I start with positive affirmations and prayer. Those are things that I start my day with. It's absolutely necessary for me to do that. But just reminding myself of, you know, who I am, whose I am, and where my blessings are coming from. It's so important to me. I don't think that my days go the same when I don't remember to talk to God first. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. And I love you talked about affirmations. I think one of my favorite parts of your book are just the affirmations. Girl, I was tempted to tear them out and post them up. I was like, no, <laughs> write it on a card. These are good, but write them on a card. Don't tear the book up. But it was <laughs> it was so good. And I just love those little nuggets and reminders that you give kind of through each section of the book. There's these great affirmations. Um, the last section is called work within. Work mm-hmm. within. So break that down for us. <sighs> So that work, that that inner work, <laughs> we all know that there are things that we battle with. There are internal battles that all of us have that other people may not necessarily know about. And so to really be able to thrive and to win in life, you're going to have to face those things because, you know, I have a prayer every day that I pray God help me to release anything inside of me that's keeping me from being my best self. And sometimes those things are unconscious. Sometimes we know about it and we're too stubborn to fix it. Sometimes we have these you know, certain problems and we don't know where to go to fix it. But it's just really acknowledging that things have happened to you in life from childhood up until now. And these things are, are part of how you are operating now as a woman whether it's, you know, dealing with issues with family or whatever, these things, your life experiences have shaped you into becoming the woman that you are today. So if there's anything that's going on inside of you that's not right, any habits that you have, any thoughts that you have, any emotions that you have that you know are not benefiting you, that are not leading you in a direction that you know you want to go in or leading you in a direction that are actually, is actually going to help you reach the destination you want to actually reach, then you need to be able to adjust that. You need to be able to identify what makes you tick. Why do you operate like this? And, mm-hmm. you know, take the things that you've learned in life and say, okay, this works and this doesn't and be okay with, you know, removing certain things, certain ideas, certain habits from your life. Because I say all this time, like, you know, our parents and our teachers, they may have had the best intentions, but sometimes the knowledge you get is not correct or sometimes it's just outdated. And so you have to be willing to look within yourself and readjust whenever needed to make sure that you are on the path to reaching your goals and the things you want you want to do. Yeah. I know you say in life you get what you give. And I love this section. I have this highlighted. You should also understand that you will never win if you are engaging in behaviors and activities that cause others to lose. If you find pleasure in other people's pain, check yourself. If other people's joy makes you jealous, check yourself. If bringing other people misery makes you happy, check yourself. If you feel negativity about positivity, 
check yourself. Mm-hmm. Girl, <laughs> I love that section. And it's called She Throws Glitter Instead of Shade. Yes, she wins because she throws glitter instead of shade. We yeah. need more of that because bad behavior is celebrated in our culture. And yes. we need more people throwing glitter instead of shade. I love this. Mm-hmm. It's it's the truth. And Again, like check yourself, check yourself before somebody else has to check you. You know when it's right and when it's wrong. We all know mm-hmm. when our behavior is wrong. We all know when, I mean, no, how could it possibly feel good to have a negative reaction to something positive? How could, it can't possibly feel po- good to be jealous of other people. So you have to, and, this, and you have to understand that's not that other person's fault. Don't pro- project your issues onto other people. Look within yourself, figure out what's triggering that behavior and work on it. Go see a therapist if you need to, but I mean, just don't project your issues onto other people. That's not fair. It's not. Ooh, Andromeda, this has been so good. Okay, before I let you go, I have to ask you a few quick questions. We call them the Redefining Wealth Rapid Wisdom Questions. And I'm going to ask you a few questions and just tell us the first thing that comes to mind, okay? Okay. How do you define success? Success for me is doing what I love to do for a living, whatever that is that makes me happy and I'm doing it and I'm able to earn money doing it. That's success for me. Love it. How do you define wealth in three words or less? Health, happiness, prosperity. Mm, I love it. I love it. (laughs) What's one book that has redefined how you see wealth? Hmm. I will have to say that I love Shonda Rhimes, The Year of Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That book. That book is amazing. Yes. Okay. Fill in the blank. My name is, and for me, the truth about wealth is. So fill in those two blanks. My name is Andromeda Rahim, and the truth about wealth is, wealth is health. Wealth is being happy with the life that you're living. Wealth is having the amount of money that will allow you to live the life that you desire, as well as to leave something behind for the next generation. Good job. Thank you so much (laughs) for being here. This is, again, um, such a blessing such a blessing um, to have you because my audience is 85% female. And I know that each of us have been through different things with women in the past. And the reason, again, I really wanted to share your book and share these principles with other women is that I want all of us to, like you said, you have built a wall around your heart. And I want each of us to consider anything that may have, you know, hardened us towards really embracing women and knowing that we have a choice to do something different and and seeing what's possible. And I just love your book. It's a quick read. I'm going to make sure that I link to it in the show notes. She Wins by Andromeda Rahim. Thank you for writing it. Thank you for writing it and for adding your voice to the world. Because, you know, this is a conversation we need to have. And I appreciate you for having it. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for reading it. I'm so happy that it has been inspirational to you and so many other women in the world. Yes, ma'am. Ooh, wasn't that good? 
I just love, I love, I love She Wins. It's a quick read. I'm going to link to it in the show notes. Make sure you get a copy. Just bless yourself. Bless your circle of girlfriends. And look at what it takes to really win. Like, this is the anatomy of a winner. You have to be willing to look at every part of your life and think about just how can I do better? Where do I need to be better? How do I need to treat people better? You know, what am I thinking? How are those thoughts really impacting my ability to have healthy, successful relationships, in particular if you're a woman with other women? So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I forgot to tell you that I am on the road this month. So if you are an AKA, then I will see you in Houston. I'm leading a session, a financial session from 8.30 a.m. to 10 a.m. on July 11th at your national conference. So all the AKAs, if you are going to be in the house, make sure you come visit me. Come say hi. Give me a hug. I believe there's already 500 people or so registered for the session. And so I'm super excited. Let's get a picture and tag me in social media. Seek Wisdom PCW if you plan on being there. And if you are a fellow podcaster and you'll be at the podcast movement, I'm speaking Super excited. The week of the podcast movement will actually be my 50th episode anniversary, and I'm going to do something special. So if you're a podcast movement, make sure that we hook up, that we get a picture. If you're interested in starting a podcast, I don't know if it's too late, but check out Podcast Movement. That has been such an incredible resource for me building this podcast, and I would refer it to anyone. And if you're in Atlanta, my tour with Paul Mitchells continues into August, August 21st, 22nd. I will be in the Atlanta area. Make sure you hit up my Instagram so you can figure out where to register, get more details. Seek Wisdom PCW on Instagram or on Facebook, too. You can put that in and find me. And don't be mad for the Paul Mitchell tour I'm coming to a city near you soon, I promise. I know New Jersey is on the books. I know Cleveland, Columbus, I think some cities in Michigan, possibly Chicago. So stay tuned. Make sure you're listening. And I will keep letting you know as dates come available. But I hope I get to meet you. If you come up to me and say redefining wealth, I already know it's all love. (laughs) So until then and until next time, you know that I'm here to help you live your life's purpose find fulfillment and earn more without ever chasing money. Talk to you later. Bye.